the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, the Tuesday edition. Greetings to you. Another gorgeous, it is a gorgeous day here. Sun is shining today, as a matter of fact. Kath, good to see you as well. Uh, all dressed up in uh, the plaid. Looks very comfortable. Tis the season. Tis the season. I thought, though, mm-hmm. when I was getting dressed this morning, mm-hmm. that... When I've worn plaid in the past, you've also worn plaid. It's been a lot. But today you didn't, and so I'm glad. Yeah, good. Because the last thing you want to do is check in on what I'm wearing. Well, I mean, I just don't want... For those people watching watching the stream on YouTube... the ride, uh, what's it called? The word Pittsburgh. I forgot what how you find it. Ten thousand strong. I, that, I don't want them to to you 10, know have 000. like be assaulted by too many plaids. Is what I'm saying. Plaid. It's radio. I mean, there's plenty of room for plaid and radio. Is, is there, there not? Is yes, there, there, there is. Plaid and radio? Yeah. Hey, um, radio is not just radio anymore. As they breaking tell me. news. Yeah, well, breaking news here. About it in the top four. Okay, so just right. give me a hot second. <laughs> I'm jumping in there. <laughs> I mean, for goodness' sake, because I'm all like hot and bothered. Pipe down, Val. I'm all excited. I'm not sad. Or, I don't know. Sheesh. All right, hit the music. Let's just get into it right now. All right, here's the top four and four. All right, for Tuesday, November sixteenth, twenty twenty-one. Icarumba. I don't know. Wall Street Journal is reporting. That Fenway Sports Group, the holding company that owns the Boston Red Sox, is in advanced talks to buy the pens, oh. according to people familiar oh. with the matter. And not only that, painful, but the deal could be finalized later this week. It's a done deal. If they're announcing it to the press, Holy it's a done deal. How handshakes have gone around. Things have right. All right, so this uh-huh. is a breaking news story, so we don't have a whole lot of detail. In fact, we, we have very few details, except that um, DK Sports is reporting that Mario will retain a minority stake in the okay. company. That's good news. That Ron Burkle is out, and that upper management, including David Morehouse, will stay. Right. <laughs> uh, the pens have been owned by Mario since what year? 99? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they, listen, they sold the wrong team. Had it been the Pirates, people would have been out in the street ringing cowbells. No kidding. Right? If right. we heard this news about the Pirates, oh, we would have been... had to cancel Ooh. the ride home because the three of us would have been going through the streets of Green Tree oh, with confetti. I know. My head would have exploded. But the pens. Now, look. I have a lot of security. No, look, it's supposed to be the top four at four. I mean, for crying out loud. I have well, a lot of security knowing Mario owns the team, you guys. He's a minority owner. So nothing's A gonna... minority owner doesn't have much power, John. That's why they're a minority. Yeah. It's Mario. It's not like, you know, they're gonna, someone's going to rip off Mario. Do you think? Oh, you're the guy who ripped off Mario. Like this, like the Fenway group gives a care about who Mario is? I think is. that they would They care. own half a Fenway park. I'm ascribing. And the Boston Red Sox. I'm ascribing good values to them. I okay, don't know well, them, good. but I'm hoping for the best. That's all. Number two. <sighs> Number one was hard, wasn't it? Oh, I'm done. 
Russian President Vladimir Putin and his ally, Belarus longtime autocratic leader Alexander Lukashenko, are being accused of using immigration to stoke tensions in Eastern Europe. Belarus now faces new sanctions from the EU over the worsening migrant crisis along its border with Poland. According to CBS News, Polish authorities use water cannons and other means to keep thousands of increasingly frustrated migrants massed along its border out today. One of the migrants told CBS News that Polish police responded with a volley of tear gas and rubber bullets, as well as the water cannon. Migrants were were seen hurling rocks and stones at the barbed wire fence. Desperate people have flocked to the area. They're stranded. They're freezing. And nobody cares about them. The bottom line is, like people on those borders have been for 70 years, they are pawns in a standoff between other powers. That's just what it is. It's absolutely tragic. You know, I, I saw um, I saw this article. I read this article today. I'm not sure it's the one you're referring to. But what's interesting is when you see these people, the, you know, the, what are you calling them? Refugees. Migrants. I mean, they're dressed and they're wearing great footwear i mean they're they're all sort of like holding sleeping bags or they're carrying bags that has printing on it as though it's from one group well so the thought the suspicion is that lukashenko is engineering this whole thing through and putin is giving him the support he needs it looks well funded that's all i can say number three Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, and Tom Felton. If those names ring a bell to you, you're probably a Harry Potter fan. They're going to travel back to Hogwarts with filmmaker Chris Columbus for an HBO Max special to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the first film, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which premiered in the U.S. on this day, 2000 and... Yep, that's correct. HBO Max announced the retrospective special... Uh, 20th anniversary special today, corresponding with the anniversary. It will arrive January 1st and feature in-depth interviews, cast conversations, behind-the-scenes stuff. Helena Bonham Carter will be there. Bellatrix is strange. Uh, Robbie Coltrane's Hagrid will be there. Uh, He Who Must Not Be Named, Ralph Fiennes, also will be there. Uh, No word yet on whether J.K. Rowling will take part. That's from USA Today. And number four. The Christmas tree at Point State Park will be back. Woo. After last year's announcement that 2020 would be the final time for the season, people just wouldn't have it. I love it. Pete Linko is a resident of Cross Creek Township in Washington County. He led a petition that got more than 10,000 signatures. Wow. This is what he said. Ted said this, quote, 10,000 yinsers said, not so fast. <laughs> The tree will be privately lit 6 p.m. Thursday evening, but it'll be the last year for the tree in its present form. But plans are currently underway to create a new and more modern one. And that is your top four at four. I like it very, very much. A new and more modern Christmas tree. Now, what's that? Is that going to be weird? Like it's all metal or something? You could probably charge your iPhone on it. Something <laughs> it's like gonna that. It's going to have a USB right. at the bottom. Right. It could be. I don't know. It won't be like, remember, you know, it won't be like the, the round rotating uh, cellophane color thing. You don't remember that? Mm-mm. What people have like their aluminum Christmas tree, and then they have a light bulb, and there'd be like this big thing that would rotate different colors: blue, green, red, and it would turn your Christmas tree different colors. I don't you know. You never this. saw that? Huh? What? You never no. saw that? Why would you want to turn your Christmas tree different colors? Because it was modern. Okay, it was hip. It was something new and exciting. Sure, I'm surprised you don't know that. No, I'm, I don't want the pens to be sold to somebody who's not Mario. Well, I trust Mario. I don't wishes were vicious, right? I don't I mean, trust the Fenway Sports Group. What do I know so about? We don't know nothing. We don't know nothing. That's the quote of the day. Welcome. We don't know nothing. (laughs) All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Coming up next, our good friend Doug Birch is going to be with us from the state of Washington. Preemptive love for the holidays. Let's give it a try.
Sounds, sounds like an album, doesn't it? Coming up next, we we're spinning preemptive love for the holidays. 101.5 WORD. Prayer isn't just sharing our wish list with God. It is reporting for duty. As you pray, allow God to ready your heart to do His will. Pray very specifically for opportunities to witness to unsaved loved ones and friends. That's one of the insights in Prayers for Your Unsaved Loved Ones, a complete scripture guide, free from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Get yours now at wordfm.com slash prayer. I was driving on a super foggy morning recently and had a thought. The fog is a bit freaky because you look out into the distance and you can't see anything. But you look close around you and everything is clear as day. And for whatever reason, God slapped me upside the head with that because it's super easy for me to be anxious about the future and whether I'll accomplish this or get to do that or feel good about myself then instead of just being thankful for what's around me today. For Thanksgiving this year, it's obviously quite good to be thankful for our family and our house and many other things. But I'm also trying to be thankful for the peace that God gives us when I get my crazy brain to just enjoy what is in front of me today and let God worry about the foggy tomorrow. I hope that might be a positive thought for you as well. Happy Thanksgiving from your friends at United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and a drive to be the best, please go to salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. As the world changes in an era of crisis, families throughout America are experiencing instability, fear, and great loss. While many are searching for answers in places of desperation, the position and mission of the church has never been more clear. It's time for us to leave the buildings and saturate the streets with redemptive hope and the love of Jesus. Saturate USA is a movement of churches and believers across America, uniting as one to reach every home with the love of the gospel. At SaturateUSA.org, you and your church can join the movement by adopting a zip code and receiving free neighborhood maps and evangelistic materials, including Jesus Film DVDs with free online streaming. Simply mobilize your volunteers, assemble your saturation packs with free materials and your own church's information, and then send out teams to distribute to homes. Let's partner together and see every zip code in America adopted for Christ. Join the movement at saturateusa.org. This time next week is it Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving holidays upon well, us. Well, not this time next week. Well, you it's know Tuesday. Saying. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Shopping, baking, all that. All is- the baking you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. On the arc of where we are holiday-wise. Like if, if there was someone we, that we had on the show who was baking, that's when they would start baking. Right, right. I, mean, I, I salute you and your baking efforts right. in a peaceful way. Yeah. Doug Burse is with us. Doug is a, a regular guest on our show. He is the pastor, co-pastor of Evergreen Foursquare Church in Auburn, Washington. Peace be with you, Doug. Uh, peace to you as well. Uh, good to be on the Kathy and Long-Term Intern Show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep, that's, there it is. That's so rough. <laughs> so we have an ongoing dispute. I'm sure that surprises you, Doug. Uh, that <laughs> John is all is frequently will talk about a baked good or um, a dish, perhaps a dish like an entree or something, and he'll say, "Well, I mean, it's not like it's that hard to cook." So easy. And then I'd say, "Have you ever cooked that?" And he says, "Well, no, but I, you know, my wife has." And I watch her. It looks so easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, John is a man, and men are good at. <laughs> explaining things just not doing them <laughs> once you have to do it it's work we're all about the vision yeah is that vision what it is for thanksgiving a... that someone else needs to implement yeah i'm a vision guy <laughs> great all right so speaking of implementation um planning the meal is going to be nothing compared to trying to figure out how to implement like actual peace across family members who have different ideas about vaccines, about masks, about social distance. The future of this about, nation. Right, about political candidates. I yeah, mean, all that. God help us, Doug, please speak some peace into this. Uh, I'm getting nervous you're just mentioning those yeah. things. <laughs> I almost hung up. I'm you brought like, it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just turn to Uncle Carl and say, what about Trump? Just see what happens. See all yeah. the fun. That occurs from that. No. Uh, so good. first, I wanted to give a preemptive peace plan. But first, I just want to announce my war on fruitcake. So oh. um, every year, Wait. I'm just like, let's stop it. Let's just I'm in your it. army. We just got a catalog the other day that had like multiple different varieties of fruitcake. And I thought, yeah. you know, that doesn't look that bad. I would try a fruitcake. Yeah, no that's way. what sin is like. Sin doesn't look that bad. <laughs> but it's true. We got to get rid of it. Just get rid of it. That's get rid so of fruitcake at that's any what... level. No, wait. Um, as a pastor, no... do you get fruitcake? Uh, people give you, no, they here, gift you? Here's the deal, John. I, I need this to be clear. No one should be able to send you a fruitcake without uh, written permission. Yeah. You have to send a letter that forces you. Because yeah, what are you going to just... do with it? You Obviously, you're not going to eat it. So it's going to be no, up to you to dispose of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. you're just going to pass it on to someone else. I think it gets uh, a bad rap. I no, really do. It's I, not that absolutely bad. Absolutely not. It really it's the is. the worst yeah. possible invention. It's easy to kick down the, you know, down <laughs> and, the steps. And if you mailed it, it would cost you like $18 because they're so heavy. Right, they are. Forget it. No, it's okay. it's okay to be wrong, John. Uh, you know, I know in the past we had fruitcake and it was just wonderful and grandma and great-grandma did it. But right. we also had polio and we eradicated that. Right. So we need to eradicate fruitcake <laughs> Oh, great. Well. So a vaccine for fruitcake. That's the next thing we can fight about there goes the out the window so yeah by the way you got the fruitcake people upset at you now and Mm -hmm. they're tough because they'll just start mailing you fruitcake so this is what what i want to talk about uh peace um we we need to have a preemptive plan or we're just going to be in trouble and Mm -hmm. going into the holidays thanksgiving uh christmas new year's it's uh, and i just wanted to give you a very simple way to kind of go through this and and uh, john and kathy you can go through this as well thank you first uh write down the things that are just taking away your peace, mm-hmm. just in general, and then also the holiday-related things that are taking away your peace. Now, some of us, just in general, we are facing things we've never faced before. I did this in our church, and so many people were like, we are understaffed and overworked, and it's taking away my peace. How many people listening right now yeah. are in that category yeah. right now, where they are, we had some medical profession, teachers, just every day I go to work, I know that we won't have enough staff and we'll have more work than ever mm. before. That alone can take away your peace, right? Time. Sure. So I think we need to not only write these things down, but share it with each other. And your family, like gather the family together before we get to sit down and say, here's where I'm at. This is where I'm losing my peace, not blaming you guys. It's not a way to say you're ma- making me lose my peace. <laughs> right. But, you know, just to share that, because there's something about just confessing that and coming together and praying over that. And then also it prepares us. So we're ready. Like every year, when do you lose your peace? Like I lose my peace setting up the Christmas tree. It's, it's just, 
it's a common stressor for me. So I just beforehand say, I will not argue. I will not fight. I will not yell. <laughs> However the tree looks, it looks whatever directions I get while I'm under the tree about it, whether it's straight or crooked or whatever, I'm just going to accept them and bless the Lord. But we have to ahead of time come up with this, uh, just what causes us peace. And I, I want some of your listeners to do this. Your pastor's doing all the work, preaching and helping you out. You do some of the work this week. Next thing I want you to do is uh, find some scriptures on peace. Just look them up, search peace find some scriptures on peace and put them up, put them up in your house, mm. put them where you need peace. Uh, maybe where you do the most fighting. I don't know. You might need to put it in the bedroom, put something where, where the fights occur on the wall, uh, a scripture of peace. Uh, and you can find one, you can Google it and you can put that up and scripture has power. And I know for, as a pastor, whenever I'm forced to preach on a topic, it's amazing how it influences my life. My wife a couple of weeks ago was like, you need to preach on, um, on hope. And I'm like, no, I don't. I have no hope. I was, I was really in a bad place. But guess what happened is I studied the scripture on hope and prepared a message on hope. Hope rose up in me. So uh, mm. we need to stir up our hearts with that. So I want to encourage your listeners, find some scriptures on peace and uh, you know, put them on the wall. Another big one is to learn to pray for peace. And uh, I want to give people a, a listening exercise that doesn't really work well on radio because there's silence, but I'm going to tell you something that you can do. Uh, every word is a symbol. Like the word Jesus is J-E-S-U-S. Do those letters in and of themselves mean anything? Well, they only mean something because the spirit of God enlivens those words. So when we say Jesus, Jesus is present in those words, but the letters themselves are just letters and how we describe Jesus. So every letter is a symbol. I want you to know that there's other things in your life that are a symbol as well. Breath can become a prayer. We're breathing out. It's not a word. It's just breathing out. And we all have communicated through breath, right? When you're exasperated and you go, you know, you just give a groan with your kids, your spouse, work. You don't even have words. Well, breath can become a prayer. So I, I want to encourage some of your listeners this week to stop and just breathe out. And when you breathe out, just breathe out everything to the Lord. Just give him, I give you my anxieties. I give you my fears. I give you my worries. Just breathe out. <sighs> just breathe out. And then when you breathe in, breathe in this, Lord, I receive your peace, your care, your comfort. And this isn't some weird new agey kind of thing. It's a prayer. You're saying, Lord, this breath mm. Has this meaning? As I'm breathing out, it means this. I'm surrendering my life to you. I'm surrendering uh, my concerns to you, my family to you, my work towards you. But I don't have time to say it all out in words that don't make any sense. I'm just going to breathe it out, right? And when you breathe in, you're saying, Lord, I am welcoming the full provision of your kingdom right now. Anything you have, any resources, any wisdom, any insight, I breathe that in. You know, a scripture is spirit breathes, right? Scripture came alive because God breathed and the scripture was formed. Well, it's the same kind of aspect as well here as we allow the breath of God to enliven our heart. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something your listeners can do. One other area here, and this is a four-point uh, sermon, and I will be passing around the offering plate <laughs> at the end and asking everyone to sign up for the nursery. Mine's but another, yes, another area is I'd like you to create some sort of altar or some sort of uh, thing or object that reminds you to apportion peace. So for some of you, it might be this carry around. Um, now you can carry around a rock if you want in your pocket, or I have a tiny prayer journal that I can just put peace on it. 
And having it in my pocket with my wallet reminds me that peace is available. And so when I'm in a place of conflict, of stress, the anxiety is rising up in me, you know, maybe for you guys, it's right before the show or when some guy goes on a long tangent about fruitcake and it's not really topic related, whenever that happens, you can just grab that piece, uh, you know, journal in your hand and then just say, Lord, I know you're present. I make room for you. I make room for your peace. Yeah. Uh, whatever works for you. People have different ways to do this. Some, they might have a corner of the house. Like what's that thing that has a Bible and a candle and a this, and it's this little altar. There's your altar of peace. You light a candle. Uh, you make room for the Lord, even for the whole family. You're like, Hey, everybody stop right now. I'm going to go light a candle. They're like, what's that? Dad? Dad's just saying, we need peace. We're fighting. We're angry. We're confused. We're just going to stop and make room for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So if we're not intentional with this, our peace will be stolen. Something else is going to come along and take away our peace. I don't know for you guys, but for the holidays, what's the big one that takes away your peace? I mean, what is it? Like, what is it family concerns? Is it your own expectations? You know, what hits you? It's always my own expectations. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you think that things should be right. this and hallmark way. And you know what's interesting is I, and this is a sickness, I, and I don't know if this is this is better or worse than the alternative, but I put all that on myself. I don't look at, I truly don't think I look at other people and have expectations for them in particular, but I don't know if I can't do a certain thing or it's just, it's nutty. Right. Okay. So if, if, if I'm the host, if our family's hosting for our larger family, all that preparation, all the cleaning, all the food, all that, up, that steals my peace. And mm-hmm. then when everybody arrives, then you're the host and I'm not really enjoying myself. I'm just, you know, making sure that everything's cool. Which is yeah, to be of, present with people, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think even if you trust those people, maybe bring that into the gathering. Say right now, we've all been very harried and hurried, and we're all here together right now. And I'll even let you know right now, I'm glad you're here, but I've been preparing stuff and moving around, and I feel like I'm not present with people, and I want to be present with you. And can we just stop and make room for God's peace? Mm. I know there's other people in that same situation feeling that responsible and their issues and all, you know, I, I, to me, that's been a big, I'm an anxious person. I try to, it never goes as planned Mm. and it's helped me the best to be like, whatever comes here, God, you're the God of peace. You're not surprised by what's happening right now. You're with me. And the best thing I can present is a non-anxious presence. But even if I do, I want to encourage people, you still get anxious. You're not peaceful. Don't condemn yourself about that. Just go to that altar, go to those scriptures Go to the Lord. He's not surprised that you didn't stick to your peace plan, but he's given you a place to meet him and to abide with him. I love it. Doug Bursch is with us, co-pastor of Evergreen Foursquare Church in Auburn, Washington, host of the uh, Fairly Spiritual uh, radio program and podcast, also author of the book Posting Peace, Why Social Media Divides Us and What We Can Do About It. Doug, I want to ask you about people who work in churches. Um, I've been on a church staff for a long time, and uh, I've never I never enjoy Christmas, and I never enjoy Easter because yeah. you're working. Because you're working, yeah. And and I'm I think so glad what, you could say that. Yeah, I feel yeah. I, I for years I, I I couldn't say it out loud, and then finally a couple years ago I thought, well, this what is dumb. Hiding? Why am I? Yeah, and the reason that I have a hard time enjoying it is because I'm trying so hard to make it special for everybody because everybody has yeah. that expectation who comes into the church. They, you know, there's a special service. This is special, this special, that, and it's just, you know, I, I can't wait for either, you know, either one of them to be over. Yeah. By the way, I'm glad you could say that. One of the reasons we don't like it is we're working 
and you just you're working on the holidays uh someone wanted me to do a sunrise service for easter and i'm like that's great but i won't be there you can have one I, i'm not gonna do that i can remember doing christmas eve services and then going home and putting together you know a bicycle for my kids right, right. until four in the morning but here's the thing for our church and this might frustrate some other churches we don't do a lot during the holidays I think there's an aspect where churches harm their leadership by making them do four services on Easter Mm -hmm. and three services on Christmas Eve, and they wear out their leaders. Mm -hmm. And I want to model to the people who come to our church that we value our leaders. And so we're going to do something really simple. So that's the biggest way to deal with stress is we have the most simple family kind of feeling Christmas Eve service with the least amount of setup the least amount of big presentation. Because if someone is coming to Christ because of a large presentation, uh, that ain't enough. But you can, if they're coming because they like the spirit of the room, it's a peaceable place. People seem to love each other and are present with you. Then it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how good the sermon is or how great the spectacle. Or And I think some of the stuff is we're all just doing it because someone else did it. But does it really change hearts? And especially Christmas Eve and Easter, some people only show up once a year or twice a year. Those really aren't our target audience. We love them, but they ain't coming back. They're just in a ritual. Uh, so to me, to put all your pressure on that day is, I personally think, I'm giving you my opinion here, but I think we're just harming our leaders. So do less. And if you have an environment that doesn't allow you to say, hey, this is hurting my family, this is hurting me, and they don't allow you to change your schedule based on that, mm-hmm. then they need to reassess their priorities as a church because churches should not harm their leadership. Yeah, that's a that's a Excellent. that's a good Excellent. word, Doug. I think the other thing about just speaking as someone who is on a church staff, and I don't know if you feel the same way about this, Doug, is that a lot of it is just um, unspoken. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just you don't. I mean, nobody wants to um, feel like they're a complainer. I mean, I. I, I work for about the greatest church you could ever work for. I have I truly have about zero complaints. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's not that there, there are a lot of churches who have, you know, poisonous systems and have, you know, horrible situations between management and, you know, worker and people who don't honor one another. I don't have any of that. Um, it's just yeah. that it's hard work. And I think maybe yeah. that's the thing that we're all starting to recognize after COVID is for people who work in churches, it's just, it's just, for like every job, it just has its own yeah. set of challenges. Well, we can acknowledge that people are, they're doing more than before. And so to me, it's not just to pretend that everything's normal. There's no getting back to normal. It's to take those accommodations, you know, seriously. Uh, people are more burned out. So don't burn them out more by we got to do it the same way we did it last year. And so talk about these things. And that's the thing. Any relationship is unhealthy if you can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the thing to me as a pastor, leadership, your family at every level, right? Can we talk about how we're feeling? And even there that people acknowledge that I might be a little grumpy, but you guys are going to be with me and help me because it's important that we're doing the yeah, service and yeah. we all feel good. Even that, instead of having to hide it and put on the face and like everything's fine when you're really like just dragging through the service, it's important, but you need people to know that you're hurting or you need help and support in the process. That's really good. Yeah, that's good. Hey, Doug, uh, before you leave us, uh, give uh, the Fairly Spiritual Podcast a boost. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, well, if you just pray, the Holy Spirit will show you all my content <laughs> See, is. I, I should, you can, okay, the segment's over. Thank you so much for being with us. Always no, appreciate your time. No, fairlyspiritual.org. Go to fairlyspiritual.org. You'll find all kinds of resources. All right. Peace be with you. Thanks for that game plan, really. It, it's, not, it's not theory. It's something to do, right? Yeah. That's right. Great Excellent. to Love see you, you Doug, Love as you, Doug. always. Always Love good. You. Happy see holidays. You soon. Bye. 
Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Joyo Noel, Feliz Navidad, Merry Christmas. Beginning November 15th, Museum of the Bible will be celebrating many names, one meaning, an international Christmas celebration for the whole family. Enjoy stunning light sculptures, a special exhibition of Maltese nativities, a Christmas market, warm drinks, sweet treats, and live music performances. Museum of the Bible, celebrating Christmas, its many names, its many traditions, and its one meaning. Join the celebration. Visit museumofthebible.org. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. At Napa, when it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities. Get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa know-how. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we'd love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. She could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Word Pittsburgh skill. And after she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Word Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. Word 101.5. Clouds push aside for some sun. High today, 46. Clouds and damp toward dawn tonight, low 37. Tomorrow, variable cloudiness. Shower in the morning, then breezy. High tomorrow, 65. Clouds and mild tomorrow night, low 53. Occasional rain Thursday, the high 54. But temperatures slip into the 40s throughout the afternoon. Five kittens were abandoned in a box left on a Port Authority bus. Someone abandoned five kittens. The tiny, gray and white, furried felines were found huddled inside a cardboard box at 8.20 a.m. on a bus traveling in Wilkinsburg on the P3 route, according to the Port Authority spokesman uh, Adam Brandoff. 
with help from the Pittsburgh's uh, public safety officials, Port Authority police officers Michael Hudak got the kittens into the care of the Pittsburgh Animal Care and Control. City workers then surrendered the kittens to the Humane and Animal Rescue League of Pittsburgh in their East End shelter. It's unclear how long they'd been there and who left them behind, much to the surprise and dismay of drivers and passengers. They're super cute. Well, I'm looking at their picture right uh, here. They're uh, asleep in their tiny box. How do you get on a bus with a box of kittens? How do you walk onto a bus holding a box of kittens? John, you have no pets right now. I have a bird. That's right. I keep forgetting about Pippi. Yep. Sorry, Pip. I mean, you know, they're fine. They're better off than they were you before. Could, you could give a good home to five kittens. No. There is absolutely no way. I love cats. I do. Mm-hmm. But uh, God bless them. Somebody will have a little kitty for to pet on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Right? You th- This isn't tug at your heartstrings nope, at all? Not in the least. Christie's is tugging at your nope, heartstrings? No, she's got a dog. It does, but technically my lease says I'm not allowed to have a dog. Oh, so. there you go. Mm, Call so. the landlord. So bringing a cat home <laughs> in addition to right Milo now. might be a lot. Might Violation. be a little, yeah. You're not getting a security deposit back. I'm not getting that back anyway. Oh. Thanks, Milo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, Milo. I, you got two. Uh, you want five more? No. No, please. No, but you remember last, when I went to get my two, I came home with four. I do. And I still remember those. Your husband's a saint. The, those words that my husband said. When I walked into the kitchen, he said, do not tell me there are four cats in that carrier. <laughs> See, when he said Which, that, what do you say at that? How can you respond? You can respond in the affirmative because it was the truth, right? When he stood at the altar with you. Yeah. There's his his new bride. Yeah. Did he ever envision no, that I would come home with such a cats. scenario? Nope. Right. Mm-mm. So kudos to him for allowing two to stay. Right. Right. And well, then, he wanted two. Yeah. It wasn't like I. It was just I came up oh, with this idea out of them. the blue. This is his idea. It was our idea. The four of us had decided that we were going to get cats, but he was not happy. Okay. That there were four. Well, but two found an excellent home. Oh, you're good. You did They've good job. lived. They they're living. A joyful existence. A joyful existence. And I feel good about it. Have you seen them? I saw them maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Are they like, they look like yours? They're gigantic. They're mm-hmm. much bigger than mine. Are they? Yeah, they're very, very big. Okay. And they're short-haired. Mine are long-haired. Very nice. Well, someone, someone, I, I think they probably thought they were doing the right thing. And maybe they were. Better but, better to put them on a bus so someone will take care of them. They might have been in a shed somewhere. Yeah. Or they might have right. been underneath the, the, you know, right. the wheel of a car. I mean, if they wanted to find the person, it'd be easy to find. Coming up next, Uh, Kevin Hayes is going to be with us. It's the third anniversary of the PA Grand Jury Report on Sex Abuse in the Catholic Church. It is a solemn day, um, but we'll talk about what's been done since. Stay with us. One hundred one point five W O R D. I was sitting there and I seen the ultrasound and I just seen the baby. And at that moment, I wanted to keep the baby. She said they go to heartbeat. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. 
glue. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Lowe's Provember event is back, and we're thanking pros like you all month long. With buy one, get one free deals on select DeWalt power tools and top values like a Spider 2-pack of 4.5-inch diamond cutoff wheels for $14.98. Join us for Provember, going on now through November 24th. Shop in-store or at Lowe's.com slash Provember. Lowe's, the new home for pros. While supplies last, U.S. only, ballot 1028 through 1124. Embrace the chill at Laurelville Retreat Center, where groups of every size have come for over 75 years to refresh, reconnect, and renew amid 600 glorious acres of hiking trails, outdoor recreation, and spectacular views of the Laurel Highlands. Experience Laurelville's signature Christian hospitality, from dorm-style cabins and cottages to hotel-style lodging able to accommodate up to 400, just 30 minutes from Hidden Valley and Seven Springs. Retreat your way at laurelville.org. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Three years ago, even though people knew it was coming, the public consciousness of Christian believers across Western Pennsylvania, across the state, around the nation, and the world, I don't think that's an exaggeration, was shocked when the PA grand jury report was released. You remember that day? I do remember I remember it so well. You read half the front half, I read the back half, and we just, uh, you could not believe what you were reading, the heartbreak, one story after another. Now from that, a concerned group of a thousand people joined uh, forces and created Catholics for Change in our church. So on the third anniversary of the release of the PA Grand Jury Report, we are happy to welcome back to our airwaves, Kevin Hayes. Kevin has been with us in the past. He is principal and founder of the Hayes Design Group, but one of the architects of Catholics for Change in our church. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks, John and Kathy. Good to be with you again. Yeah, good to see you. For those of you uh, watching or for those of you listening, you can watch the show, The Ride Home, streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. Kevin Hayes is joining us right here on Zoom. Um, Kevin, it's a, it's a somber day. Um, as we think back to what we learned on that day three years ago. Um, but a lot has happened since then, including a global pandemic, including financial crises. Um, so I guess the opening question is, how do you think we're doing? Well, one th- I, okay, I, I think there's still hope, uh, and, and, I, and we hope in Christ, we hope in the Spirit. But um, it is still very sobering to think about the revelations of three years ago. And actually, timing-wise, I'll let all your listeners, particularly non-Catholics, kind of know something. The actual anniversary was in August, 
But this year we waited to release our annual report in order to coincide with the announcement by Pope Francis, you know, the leader of the Catholic Church worldwide, in announcing uh, a pretty big thing, which is a synod on synodality that's going to happen two years from now. And in October, he, he announced it and he said, I want all dioceses all across the globe to join him in a two-year discernment process of what do we need in our church. Um, and so we, with Catholics for Change in our church, took a lot of encouragement from that announcement. We're excited about the, you know, this discernment process. And so we wanted to coincide our release of this year's progress report without announcement. Good. Fabulous. That's excellent news. But Kevin, the the, um, the idea of the actuality of the Catholic Church turning a blind eye to sexual abuse uh, in its midst, uh, that went on for many, many decades. Thousands and thousands of uh, boys and girls were subject to this, uh, adults as well. Structures that have been put in place since from the Catholic Church themselves, from, you know, higher up from the Pope down, and especially here, we're concerned about Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania. To say that work is being done, that's a positive change. There have been uh, safeguards put in place, so these sorts of things will never happen again, yes? Uh, Yes, some safeguards have been put in place. Unfortunately, we feel not enough has happened. Um, And one of the things that's a little discouraging um, is that after three years, many in the church, both laity uh, and uh, church clerics, you know, really want to move on and don't want to recognize just how explosive, you know, the the announcement was three years ago. Um, I think that it's it's a heavy it's a heavy cross to bear of thinking of the abuse victims abuse survivors and their families. Um, but in, in CCOC, we think it's really important to continue to lift them up, encourage them, and listen to their voices. Unfortunately, for many Catholics, as I said, both laity and hierarchy, it's, it's hard to hear, and, and they would like to just kind of move on. And, and that's one of the things, again, many people didn't even realize the 30th anniversary happened in August because there just wasn't a lot of interest in it. Uh, people have, again, because I think of the pandemic, because of uh, the f- spiritual exhaustion, frankly, that people have experienced, mm-hmm. um, that, that people are 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 were, have a hard time continuing to hold that burden uh, in their hearts and in their minds and in the, and 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 in front of them. Well, that's really unfortunate, Kevin, I, I, because I, the. Victims of these abuses haven't been able to take a day off or a few hours off. You know, they they live with the vestiges of what's been done to them. Um, And, you know, part of the reparation um, of that relationship uh, has to be that we acknowledge what's happened. So how how do you feel like that needs to be done more? Do you feel like it's a it's a situation where people aren't willing to devote the time? Um, is it it's just too draining emotionally to keep meeting with victims? Or what are your expectations that aren't being met? Or your it, hopes that very, aren't being met? It, it's all of the things you mentioned, Kathy. Um, but I think it's just critical that we in the church um, acknowledge the pain that the abuse victims and their families have gone through. And one of the things we're asked, continuing to ask, it's been an annual request in our progress reports, is that the 
United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and they're meeting this week in Baltimore, we're asking them to make a public apology um, and, and not to just say we're sorry for the pain that the victims um, had um, in being abused, um, but also in saying that the church hierarchy, the clerical structure of the church, played a role in those victims not having their stories heard sure. and not being, and, and, and the rest of us, lady, including myself, you know, not being aware of what was happening. Right. Now, I, I will say this, I mean, you know, at least here in the uh, diocese in the city of Pittsburgh, Bishop Zubik uh, was very outspoken. I think initially uh, the response was a little tepid, but then he's, you know, kicked it into a different gear here. Met, uh, I'm sure he met with Catholics for Change in our church. He met with uh, survivors, victims. Uh, he had meetings scheduled, uh, I'm sure, multiple times. Talk about that, about uh, here locally and Bishop Zubik's response. Uh, sure. Uh, again, initially, there there was an openness on Bishop Zubik's part. I mean, he's a good man. Uh, he's a prayerful man. And he did meet with us as a group. He met with us every two months, uh, four times. But unfortunately, in July uh, and in the, in the fall of um, 2019, you know, about a year and months after the report came out, he met with us and said, I, I can't meet with you any longer. You know, he goes, I I'm just getting... Uh, you know, I'm hearing from other people that they want to meet with me and I can't meet with everybody. So I'm just deciding I'm, I'm not going to meet with you any longer. And we thought that was unfortunate because we thought that the voices we were bringing to the table were something that would really be helpful for Bishop Zubik to hear, because I think it's important. And again, we've said this in years past when I've been on your show, you know, the members of CCOC, you know, we're not flamethrowers. We're not like, you know, you know, just throw everybody out, start over. I mean, we're, we're, we're lifelong Catholics who believe very much in the church and in the goodness of the church. Uh, and, that, and, and we want to see positive changes made, but we also want there to be a recognition that clericalism uh, is really a problem. And, and that is, is frankly a challenge because, again, three years after, there has been some acknowledgement uh, on the part of the clergy and of the hierarchy that clericalism is a problem, but there really hasn't been any substantive changes in the structure of the hierarchy. Right. Okay. So, Kevin, for people who are not Catholic, define clericalism. Uh, that means what to you? Sure. Yeah. Clericalism means that there is a system in place in which the clerics, the priests, the bishops, cardinals, um, that they are somehow viewed as being better Christians, better Catholics uh, than the laity uh, and women religious and, and so there, it, it's kind of seen as um, they are uh, better and therefore more able to govern the church and to manage the church than the laity. And, uh, and, and, we, and we feel that that system contributed to priests and bishops believing and then acting on that belief that, they, that it would harm the mother church too much to reveal the extent of the abuse. And so the abuse was hidden um, in order to protect uh, Mother Church. But in our view, um, we feel it really hurt the church much more than it ever helped. Kevin Hayes is with us. He's principal and founder of the Hayes Design Group, but he's with us today talking about Catholics for change in our church as we think about the third anniversary of the PA Grand Jury Report on Sex Abuse in the Catholic Church. Um, only a couple minutes left, Kevin. I, I guess I just want to ask you what your, um, if, if I asked you, 
in the next six months, what would you hope to see? Um, if you had your ideal uh, wish, you know, and it might sound crazy, but if you could do anything in the next six months uh, in the Catholic Church, and you can either go international or you can go local, what would you say? I would say, and I'll, I'll speak locally, I think in the next six months, we want to see more Catholics say, I want the church to be better. I want the church to be more alive in the spirit. And I want to join other laity in demanding that the structure of the church change in order to allow that. Uh, One of the most hopeful things that has happened is that we as a group have realized that it's going to be a marathon, not a sprint to change the structure of the church. It's been in existence uh, as we know it for over a thousand years. It's not going to change overnight. So we're focusing on where we see the spirit alive. And it is really in the relationships that we formed with one another in CCOC. You know, we're doing our own liturgies uh, once a month, um, and and they are very faith-filled and and spirit-filled. We're trying to create forums where we lift up the voices of the marginalized in the church, including abuse victims, including women, Women are marginalized in the Catholic Church, um, and as well as LGBTQ, as well as divorced Catholics. You know, all of them, you know, don't feel as if they're full members of the church, and we want to help them believe that. Excellent. Kevin, it's always good to have you with us. Thanks for coming around again. John and Kathy, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Great to be with you. Kevin Hayes, Catholics for Change in Our Church. We'll take a quick break, come back. Opening night in the theater. Uh, has a new wrinkle. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. Do you pay for your own health insurance? Are you self-employed, a gig worker? Are you a small business owner trying to help your employees find affordable benefits? If so, listen up. My name is Tom Yakupin, and you can save 25 to 50% or more on your monthly premiums and have benefits with first dollar protection on many common outpatient services. That's right, no deductible, no co-payments. With many traditional health plans, you're functionally uninsured because of deductibles, co-pays, and other cost-sharing devices that benefit the insurance company, but not you. With New Era Health Plans, you can access doctors, hospitals, and urgent care facilities with our freedom of choice nationwide PPO network, including Washington Hospital, St. Clair, Allegheny General, and UPMC. Call me, Tom Yakupin, 724-228-7187, or visit us online at neweraehealthplans.com. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. One of my favorite developments of the last five years has been the popularity growth of sweatpants. If there's a situation where I'm allowed to wear them, I'm in them. And there's no better day of the year to be in sweatpants than on Thanksgiving or Christmas Day. Dad will be in his button-up jeans or old-school dress pants, and what my sweatpants bring me is a serious advantage when it comes to eating copious amounts of food. It's Ryan, and at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're proud to have a pretty special advantage ourselves and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, 
which means our company uses its own money and makes its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, saving monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase, leaving more money for sweatpants. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Are you facing yet another holiday season alone? When was the last time you met someone you were really excited about? Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. If you're looking for the answers to these questions, I've got a solution. I'm personally inviting you to join me and thousands of women just like you to my free Married in 12 Months Challenge that's happening now at lovestories.com. Just sign up for my free Married in 12 Months Challenge at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. Opening night in the theater, of course, is a great celebration for actors and the crew and the audience. You do all the work. You set up and boom, there it is, opening night. Well, the Guthrie Theater. Now, wait. And you're saying that because you spent, for people who aren't familiar, you spent many decades of your life in the theater. Yeah. Loved opening nights as an actor. Just really super, super exciting. Here we are. You know, and the the real work begins. The fun begins because once the rehearsals are over and the show's in your hands, you go at it. So... The Guthrie Theater, which is in Minneapolis, it's one of the cornerstones of American theater. It's a Lord Theater, Lord A Theater, League of Resident Theaters. So, you know, everybody knows what Broadway is, but then the, the sort of the undergirding of true theater in this country are Lord Theaters. And of that, the Guthrie is one of the crown jewels of American theater. So this past weekend, Saturday night, as a matter of fact, after more than... Months and months away, they shut down like everybody else did in February of 2020. They shut it down. Opening night, the first time ever uh, in how many months, 19 months, the Guthrie was going to stage a Christmas carol. House goes to half, which means essentially in a football analogy, you've just kicked the ball off to the, uh, to the team. Boom. We're up and running. House at half. House goes to half at the Guthrie Theater on Saturday night. Some audience member stands up and starts to scream. Starts to scream. Wait, everybody's in the theater? Theater's full. It's a sold-out house. They're going to see A Christmas Carol, right? The holiday production of the government. Starts to scream, yelling about her rights have been violated. Get out of my country. You're all a bunch of losers. And then in the inside poker theater world, she starts screaming, Macbeth, 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 which if you're an actor, you should never, it's just an old theater tradition, don't say Macbeth in the theater. Apparently, this brouhaha went on for 40 minutes at the Guthrie Theater, and then the show was canceled. (laughs) This is where we've come in this country. A venerable tradition. It is pitiful. Right. No charges have been filed. People were just outraged. So she just took the whole place down, basically. She did. One person took it down. Yep. Someone says, uh, I'm so shaken by what happened before Christmas Carol at the Guthrie Theater. A woman who was clearly mentally unwell threw a fit about masks and was screaming and yelling racial slurs that delayed the show a half an hour, and then finally the show was canceled. I mean, I don't know. How do you tie all that together? People have lost their minds. Clearly, you become unhinged. You hold onto something so tight and then you find yourself in a public setting uh, this is where we are heaven help us I would so love to see a show right now 
Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you what I'd do to be in a seat, let alone, you know, not Theaters are back. Canceling the whole thing. But it's uh, still a very odd experience. And it's an Live expensive theater. experience. Yes, it is. It's all well. Yes, it is. Take a break. Come back. We're going to reset the table for the 5 o'clock hour. Yeah, we're going to be talking about forming racial bonds that last. We've got a black pastor and a white pastor who've been pastoring a church together. They're going to talk about what their experience has been and what we can learn from it. It's coming up next. The Ride Home. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The jury is now deliberating at Kyle Rittenhouse's murder trial after two weeks of testimony in which they were given starkly different portrayals of his actions the night he shot three men on the streets of Kenosha. Democrats appear to be facing a grim midterm election in 2022. More Democrats are worried big losses await them in the 2022 midterms. Monday's announcement by the Senate's number two Democrat, Patrick Leahy of Vermont, that he won't seek re-election is just the latest indicator. Several Senate and House Democrats who would likely have won another term have instead opted to retire. Something analysts say is a sign they fear victory would only find them working under Republican majorities. Grim indicators for Democrats include President Biden's abysmal approval ratings, inflation soaring gas prices, and the recent Republican victory in Virginia. Bob Agner reporting. The Dow up 131 points, the S&P 27 points higher. This is SRN News. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through dollar bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windows. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and the drive to be the best, please go to salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. There's confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID. 
one thing is certain, whether you're vaccinated or not, you need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, the leading sign of flu and COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers that have no scientific studies. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Learn more at exergen.com. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique. But you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church, academy, and our neighborhoods. Information is available at pts.edu. Clouds push aside for some sun. High today, 46. Clouds and damp toward dawn tonight, low 37. Tomorrow, variable cloudiness. Shower in the morning and breezy. High tomorrow, 65. Clouds a mild tomorrow night, low 53. Occasional rain Thursday, the high 54. But temperatures slip into the 40s throughout the afternoon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. Tuesday edition. I'm headed out of here. I'm, as soon as the show's over, I'm getting out of my chair and running to my car. Because I'm, uh, tonight is the long-awaited, uh, you've seen the ads, the Van Gogh Immersive. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I are headed down to check it out. I'm super excited for you. Me too. I'm Someone said, "Bring a pillow." Yeah, well, because there uh, there aren't chairs in there, right. and so you can sit on the floor. Fine. Which are you fine with that? Yeah, I don't care. Really, I kind of thought that you'd want to bring a pillow or like. Some I'll bring kind a pillow. Of... I'll bring a pillow. Oh, you are going to bring a pillow. Oh yeah. Okay, and it's over on the north side. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. I've got the address somewhere. You think you're going to figure that out before you go? Yeah. Okay. It's easy. Mm-hmm. My wife's got that. <laughs> okay. Listen, I think it's great. The only thing I'm a little disappointed about is how short it is. 45 minutes. Yeah, but that's okay because you know what? I it, It's going to be worth it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You're going to the gift shop afterwards, buying a calendar. Get out of here. You're not doing that. <laughs> a mug. You're not doing that. It's my Van Gogh tote bag or my hat, my Van Gogh hat. <laughs> that's lame. <laughs> you know they're selling stuff. Yeah. Right? Exit let, through the gift shop. Let me say this. If ever... If ever anyone who's listening has the opportunity uh, to go to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be nice? It is. Yeah, well, You've already been there. So, so why would you go to the Van Gogh Immersive? Because you, it's, like, just it's just different. You've you seen miss like it. the real Van Gogh up yeah. close and in person. They've just done such a – it's like a love story to an artist. Mm, yeah. The people who've put it together, it's just really sweet. Excellent. It's really, really sweet. People who work there call him Vincent. Vincent. Like he's their friend. Isn't that funny how, you know, someone who is so in turmoil in his life. I think that's why, part of the reason why he's so beloved Mm -hmm. is because he was so human. He was such a fellow sufferer that people look on him and say, yeah, 
I get that. Yeah. I mean, you even know. the town that he lived in, like, oh, here comes this crazy person. I know. They put up with his you know, shenanigans. Is he drunk? Is he just insane? What, what's going on with the guy? And then really didn't care much about his paintings until after the fact. And his brother, Theo, did a wonderful job of making and his, sure. his sister-in-law mm. is the one that really caused it. Put it, it together. Yep, yeah, really put it together. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, well, good. Look forward to it. Yeah, I, you're going to have a terrific night. All right, and we've got a, a great five o'clock hour coming. Um, Jay Stewart and Derek Hawkins are going to be with us in just a couple minutes. Um, one is a black pastor, one's a white pastor. They're going to talk about what it's been like to co-pastor a church and the kinds of stuff that we can all gain. Um, the kinds of skills we can gain, the kind of openness we can gain, and just what we're missing by being mm-hmm. so segregated. Welded. That's yeah. Next. Yeah. But before we do that, yeah. um, it is National Fast Food Day. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, who doesn't like their fast food? Well, I'm not, I don't really like fast food all what? that much. What? It's you not my like... thing. Really? It's not my thing. Christy? Chick-fil-A all day. Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I am with okay, you. Okay, so would you say that's your favorite? Obviously, that's your favorite. Yeah. John? 100%. Okay. Yes. Well, I have two articles that I read today mm-hmm. um, that I thought were interesting. Uh, one is from uh, Title Max, <coughs> which is like a um, survey-based organization. Um, they keep track of data and you know uh, data mapping and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, these are the top ten fast food restaurants by sales in America. Okay. Okay. Um, you want to name what you think is in the top ten, or just want me to no, read them? No, just run them down. Number ten, Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. That surprises me. You thought it would be higher? No, I thought, it'd be, I thought it wouldn't be in the oh, top no, 10. Oh, no, no, no. That doesn't surprise There's me There's so many fewer Pizza Huts in this area than there ever were before. I No, but you know what? Uh, pizza Hut survives now on takeout. You know, little just little tiny places. Boom, they're pumping that Can't pizza out. Can't believe it's out. number 10. Uh, Domino's, number nine. Same thing. Eight. Chick-fil-A. Eight. 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 That'd be like number four, three. Seven. Dunkin' Donuts. Six. Wendy's. Five, Taco Bell, which I know is close to both of your hearts. Four, Burger King. Three, Subway, in spite of, you know, the tuna scandal. Jared. Number two. No, not that one. The tuna. Not. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay, two scandals. Number two, Starbucks. And number one, McDonald's. Starbucks? How can you say Starbucks is a... Fast food takeout. They well, have quality breakfast sandwiches. Oh, Come I've on. never had one. I've never had one. Oh, man. You're missing out. I guess so. Someday. Okay. I'll look forward to it. Then, list. then I went and found a recent article in USA Today, mm-hmm. which talked about um, the American Customer Satisfaction Index. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is not revenue-based. This is based on customer satisfaction. How much do you love your place? Exactly. Exactly. There we go. So I have the top five. Okay, good. Number five. Five Guys, hey, which like is not even guys. mentioned no. in the top 10 revenue That's a good base. burger, isn't it? It's a good burger. Mm-hmm. I'm not really wild about the fries. Oh, I don't mind but the fries. I, I, it's me? not that I dislike them. No. But I really love the burger. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Number four, Starbucks. Number three, KFC. KFC. Also not mentioned. Really? Not mentioned in the revenue list. My kid, when my kid was like, like eight, he became like obsessed with... Can we go to can we go to Kentucky Fried Chicken? Can we do that? He thought it was like, oh, I can't. He was so disappointed. I mean, I oh, when you finally went there, yeah, he was like, this is it. I thought it would be something different. If it was, if it was healthy, I'd go for it. It's not good for you. Who cares? Their coleslaw is food. the absolute bomb. It's excellent. And who doesn't want to have a little KFC, you know, thigh? It's so good. It's hot, kind of greasy. Mm. Number two, yeah, Domino's. Really, I was surprised. At Customer that. satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Number one, 
Chick-fil-A. You got it. Bingo. And not only that. Okay, so the chain beat out all full-service restaurants included in the survey. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, oh, let me clarify that. Yeah. It it was the top of the list for fast food. Mm. It was also the top of the list for all what they call full-service restaurants. So it topped both of those lists. Despite all the haters. Yeah. Listen, since when the pandemic took place, you know, everyone was like, oh, we're, we're stuck in our house here. Now what? I was like... Let's all go to Chick Fil A. We we thought it was like, oh, it was like, oh, we, we could not believe we were in line at Chick Fil A. When oh, since the pandemic has begun, this is no exaggeration, a conservative estimate, I would say, I have been to either with my wife or my two sons or what, a minimum, I would say, of thirty five times, <laughs> a minimum. That's so many times. Well, this, it was like, it's a reward. Like, you know, we go like, oh, it's Friday night. It's payday. What do you want to do? I want to go to Chick-fil-A? At one point, my, my my oldest kid was like, are you kidding me? We are back in Chick-fil-A line again. I'm like, be quiet. So Eat your fries. 35. A minimum. It's a long pandemic. There's a lot of suffering going on. That is so long. That is really, really long. I, I, love I, it. I, I, I just want you to know that I'm proud of you for Thank being... You. Forthright enough to share that. Well, I don't care. Like, don't shame me about Chick Fil A. Look, and my menu of choices have changed. I was doing like sort of the hot and spicy deluxe there for a while, and then I would go to the nuggets, like the twelve pack. Then I was doing like the mid or the uh, Southwest salad kind of thing. That's which is delicious. Which is excellent. The market salad yeah, also yeah. delicious. The market salad. Is I very love good. the market yeah. salad. So I felt good. I like apple you know, cider vinaigrette. I go, I go, I'm got Chick Fil A again. At least I'm eating a salad though. Mm-hmm. So. So that's will you get oh. the waffle fries along with the salad? No, no. Oh. But I would get a large lemonade. Which is fabulous. Yes, it is. Anyway, here's the best news. Is that so they're top that Chick fil A's topping both of these lists mm. and it's the seventh year in a row. Seventh year. Despite all mm-hmm. public college campuses. Not on our campus. Get out of here. You can't do get that. Out of here. We don't like that. They're a bunch of haters. They're hate it. so hate filth. Mm-hmm. Go Chick fil A. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest you go soon. I'm envying you now. I haven't been there that much. I we'll feel get like there. Have some waffle market salad fries. tonight. Welded, forming racial bonds at last. That's next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. God blesses everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for 2022? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas. God bless us. God bless Sign up to win now at wordfm.com. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Are you ready to retire? Inflation is picking up, the markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. The stock market goes up and down is beyond your control. But you're at a point in your life where you can't afford to make big financial mistakes. I'm Al Iberoa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Our investment strategy allows you to go up with the stock market, lock in your gains, and when the stock market goes down, your investment won't lose a dime. This works for your investments, savings at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. 
Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500 and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and literally never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. For two nights only, December 17th and 18th, Museum of the Bible will present Keith and Kristen Getty live in concert. The show Sing an Irish Christmas will feature the Gettys and friends performing seven new songs along with classic Christmas carols. Get your tickets now. The Gettys won't be performing anywhere else in the D.C. area this holiday season. Sing an Irish Christmas with Keith and Kristen Getty, December 17th and 18th. Go to museumofthebible.org for more information. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Racial relations in America. This is an extremely hot-button issue. And the church, in many ways, often tepid, I believe, in how we approach white, black, yellow, red. It's just, it's a huge mountain to climb. And I think people feel like, I don't know, I don't even know how to break into that. How so? Well, I, I just, I think that there are so many challenges with building church anyway. That when you add a racial element, like say you're doing it specifically because you want to, right? You need to figure it out. Right, like our friend Eddie and Chris. Exactly, right here in Pittsburgh. A lot of people, I think, feel like, you know what? I don't even know what it would take to do that, and it seems like it's going to be really hard. I don't, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can go there. Right. Jay Stewart is with us, and uh, we're happy to have him along, along with uh, Derek Hawkins. These two men, they are founders of the Refuge. It is an intentional black-white church, and uh, a new work is called Welded, Forming Racial Bonds That Last. And uh, Jay, Derek, welcome to the show. Hi, John and Kathy. Thanks so much. It's such an honor to be with you guys once again. Our pleasure. Seriously. Yeah, do we have Derek, too? Yeah, absolutely, John and Kathy. Thank you again for having us back on your show. Guys, amazing show. Terrific. All right. So um, you guys, first off, we're so grateful that you're here and we want to understand um, what you guys have come to understand. And I guess we can't because we haven't lived it like you have. But um, I'm eager to hear how this idea started. Derek, um, let's start with you. Was this something that you wanted to do? Is this an opportunity that presented itself? How, do, how did it happen? Well, it was, a, it was a God idea. And I make it really quick. I took my daughter to get her hair done in 2016. That wanted me up meeting Pastor Jay in the concourse of a church, and for the period of the next year and a half to 
we sat together and deliberately had conversations around a table in an office, getting a chance to know each other, knowing each other's heart. And from there, God is literally writing and creating a better narrative. So it was a God story. We didn't we didn't orchestrate it. God did all the orchestrating. We just followed and submitted ourselves to His plan. Really? Wait. So Derek, you're saying you went and had your daughter's hair done, and it turned into something totally different. Right. So I was, I saw a sign that says the refuge, but it was in Salisbury, North Carolina. When I called the number and it led me to Kannapolis, I'm born and raised in Salisbury, North Carolina. That's my hometown. But when I called the number, it leads me to Kannapolis. And that one uh, appointment to go get a hair done started a lifelong connection and commitment to something better. So that's how it started. We we, we definitely could have read the story. That's cool. Wow. That's a great story. All right, all right, Jay, from your perspective, what was that initial meeting like? Well, it, it was uh, – uh, it was somewhat shocking because here I am. I, I'm the kind of pastor that doesn't hide. I stay out in the what we call the concourse among people every single Sunday after every service. Uh, I'm approached in 2016 by this six foot three young African American man, introduces himself and tells me or asks me what I consider coaching him and mentoring him because he had been uh, tapped with the assignment to take over an existing church in Greensboro, North Carolina, which is about 70 miles away from from us. And so uh, in that moment, I just felt there was something that there was something to this. And I agreed to do that. We started meeting, as Pastor Derek mentioned, and in that first meeting, after meeting in the concourse, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was a God thing, that we were meant to be together. We had no idea it would mean a church merger. We had no idea it would be a national platform with racial reconciliation. We certainly had no idea that our meeting was leading to a book that would really uh, literally touch the nation. But I knew in that first meeting, this is a God thing. Excellent. So, Jane, Derek, you know, when you look back at the civil rights uh, in the early 1960s, I mean, clearly that was a grassroots organization. Uh, and now when you look at you know, the, the change that's happened in race relations in the last uh, couple of years, um, it, it started out as a grassroots, but and now it's become sort of a, a corporate relations sort of mm-hmm. thing. And the church in many ways, I'm sure you, you know, you could see this yourself if you looked around you, the church is probably perhaps uh, much slower to respond. So you find yourself a white guy and a black guy sitting across from each other, what about uncomfortability? What about honesty and transparency? Derek, I mean, you willingly went into this conversation, so you're talking to Jay, a white guy. Um, uh, this is a conversation you would have whether he was a pastor or not, or was there some trepidation on your end to tell the truth from how you see the truth? No, I think I never went into it trying to reconcile races. Like, we just went into it trying to build relationships. And I think that's what God wants us to, to lean into his heart concerning relationships. We can never, we can't reconcile the world. Like, that's not our job. That's Christ's job to reconcile the world. But we can be reconciled to other people through obedience by establishing relationship. And and so it was always about relationship. It wasn't that, hey, here's a white guy, here's a black guy. No, here's a pastor that's had way more experience than I've ever had in pastoring that can give me wisdom. And that's what we were trying to do. We were not trying to fix the church or the world. We were just trying to build an established relationship. Excellent. Do you feel like the world is trying to fix itself right now? 
Um, I think exactly. I think there are people who who might not have the same motives of reconciliation that God desires to see. I'll say that. And sometimes human error and wisdom can try to, 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 to force itself to do something that God has not intended them to do because they're not relational, relational in the relationship building aspect of things. So as you guys now, how long ago was this meeting? Just recently, a couple of years, right? Yeah, so 2016 was, was our first initial meeting, and then the merger took place November of 2016. And then our book, Welded, released just a year ago this month. Yeah. Okay, what, okay, Jay, I'm going to turn to you. What, over these six years, has surprised you most? Uh, I, I don't know if there's anything that has surprised me except the uncomfortability that so many people have when it comes to having conversations with people who look different than they do. I was raised in the Deep South. Uh, I've, uh, you know, from the third grade on, I was always in schools with uh, people of different color than I was. So I was very comfortable. I was the only white guy on my basketball team. Uh, so it didn't feel like a big deal to me. It just felt like this is, this is about relationship. That's what we're called to do. Unity is a big deal to the Lord. But we discovered in this journey that so many people don't know how to begin. They don't know how to start a conversation. They don't know where to start. And they're so afraid of saying the wrong thing or offending the other person that they just go, you know what, I think I'll just not even go there. And that's so sad to me because we're missing out. Listen, I'm a much better man because of my relationship with Pastor Derek Hawkins. And we miss out on so much that we can glean and draw from each other through relationship. And I I think the the biggest discovery for me has just been how – how uncomfortable so many people are when it comes to this. We've made great progress in America, but we still have a long ways to go. And unfortunately, there's there's people that have different agendas that have hijacked uh, great causes like racial reconciliation to support their own agendas. Yeah. And so, and there's there's not there's not a desire for unity. There's a, a desire to advance their cause. Yeah. And uh, and it's tainted something that really can be so beautiful. So. That's interesting, Jay, that you would say that because Derek said basically the same thing as well, right? That different agendas muddy the water. Now, of course, I mean, this is the land of the free, so everybody's got their own agenda going on. But how do yeah. you, I mean, how do we as the church get through all that clutter and all that all that whatever is going on and, and cloud that agenda up and bring the clarity back to Jesus? I mean, Derek, Jay, uh, talk about this, Derek. I mean, from your perspective, if it is uncomfortable, and of course it is uncomfortable, and people are a little weirded out by it because you don't want to you know, make anybody angry or all of a sudden there's an explosion or, or whatever your worst fear or nightmare is sitting across from someone with the relationship in the middle, how do you set the agenda? What are those terms when you two get together and go, this is what we're going to do, and this is the agenda that we're going to set forward? Derek? Well, well, here's the thing, though. So there's an agenda of the world, and then there's a kingdom of God. We're called to be light in the midst of darkness. Ephesians 4 talks about making every effort to preserve unity. As the church, it's our responsibility. It's not my job to go and fix the world, but it's my job to proclaim truth into darkness. And so whatever that looks like in, uh, on the, uh, the set of the church for us, it's just been preserving those relationships. Uh, Pastor Jay always says this, seeking to understand more than seeking to be understood. And so my job is just literally trying to 
know him in a better way. He says, I made his life better. He's definitely made not only my life, but my family's life better because I know him. So that's not about the color of his skin. It's who he is as a man of integrity. And so I think if we literally look at people's hearts mm-hmm. instead of their skin color, then the maturity part of that is that we all have something as a part of the body of Christ that we add to each other's lives. The new book is called Welded, Forming Racial Bonds That Last. We're talking to the two authors, Jay Stewart and Derek Hawkins, founders of The Refuge. Um, All right, so you guys, when you look back at the last five or six years, I asked you what was the most surprising thing. Um, What what was the hardest hurdle that you had? Um, And I'm curious if it had to do with a racial thing or it just had to do with like a general thing that people would suffer with when they're trying to Any kind of church. church. Jay, we'll go with you first. Okay, great. Um, Golly, Uh, (laughs) there's been many challenges. I think maybe uh, it's probably been more challenging for Pastor Derek than it has been for me. Um, I I don't know that for sure, but I would guess that. But you got to consider the the context of when all of this has happened. So, you know, 2016, we merged our churches. 2016, Donald Trump is elected as the president. And it polarizes the nation, right, right, over many things. But one of the things was over race. And there's all these accusations against him, right or wrong, about, you know, he's a racist and all this kind of stuff. So the tension in our nation just ramped up like crazy. And, uh, and it only increased leading up to this last election in 2020. And there was so much hostility, so many opinions circulating around this whole thing of race. And here we are, uh, you know, just trying to fulfill the heart of God in in this, yet both of us being attacked because of the stand that we had taken for racial reconciliation. We were misunderstood. We were accused of different things, even people in in our church. I mean, I had people that left the refuge because of the stand that I took for racial unity. Wow. And so how do you respond to that? I mean, uh, peace be with you, right? My peace I give you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. if people are mad about that, I mean, how do you, you can't talk to somebody or, or do you, or did you try? Well, I mean, I, I, I do try. I've tried to point people back to scripture. I've tried to point them to the priority that God put on unity and uh, lead them back to Psalm 133 and, you know, all of those things. But... I can't make somebody believe certain things. I can't convince them of certain things if they're not willing to see it. Um, and at some point, I have to, you know, just say, like you said, John, peace be with you. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna stay faithful to what we're called to do. We're in this for the long haul because this is this Absolutely. is important to the Lord. So we're not we're not stopping. Just because of some misunderstandings or opposition or accusations. Good for you. We're going to keep pressing on to this. And listen, we talk about this in the book. What's at stake is not just, you know, us looking good or, hey, let's hold hands and all sing kumbaya. No. What's at stake is revival. That's ultimately what's at stake. What's at stake is the, the advancement of the kingdom of God. And in my opinion, that's worth fighting for. 
That's Jay Stewart. He and Derek Hawkins are authors of the book, Welded, Forming Racial Bonds That Last. Hey, you guys, we need to take a break. When we come back, Derek, I'm going to throw it to you and ask you about um, the same issue that Jay was talking about, what that was like from your perspective. Thanks for being along. It's a Tuesday edition. Right home. Christmas is coming. We need to buy for Aunt Sue. Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Sal. For Mom and Dad. Mom's dog, Chewbacca. I want some Legos. Cindy's teachers. Pastor. Grandma wants a VCR machine. VCR? Legos. We need three hands. Two turkeys. Christmas bulbs. Wrapping paper. I want Legos. And Legos. If you're worried that holiday spending is going to deck your halls, there is something to consider. Maybe never in the history of time have we had a moment where home values have skyrocketed this much while interest rates have dropped this much. And what that has brought into play is the cash-out refinance loan. We've had so many listeners this year take advantage of this moment by cashing out a chunk of that newfound equity or money in their homes, and at the same time, even lower their monthly payment or years on their loan. It's a very unique, current opportunity. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church, academy, and our neighborhoods. Information is available at pts.edu. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for tonight with spotty drizzle towards dawn. Expect a low of 36. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with spotty drizzle in the early morning. Then becoming breezy for the afternoon, we'll see a high of 66. Thursday, expect occasional rain, the high 54, but temperatures will fall into the lower 40s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Pastors Derek Hawkins and Jay Stewart are with us. They are the pastors of The Refuge in North Carolina, also co-authors of the book, Welded, 
forming racial bonds that last. Before the break, Derek, uh, I asked Jay if he could tell me about what he thought was, you know, the biggest challenge uh, since you guys have been together the last six years or so. And uh, he answered that he thought that, you know, especially politically, things have been really dicey. And then when it came time to take a stand for, you know, racial reconciliation of some sort, at least uh, racial equality, people got mad. Um, Derek, from your perspective, uh, do you think that was the hardest part as well? Well, I think for me, there's a, a few different challenges. Of course, we merged our churches in the midst of uh, a few different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few different things. We had the election, so we were out of the Obama administration into a different administration. So with the President Trump's administration, that was different. And so a lot of people, then there's the whole submission to a person that's a white figure of authority. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the challenges inside of our congregation was, could we not have found anybody else to merge with? You know, some of the questions, it was very few, maybe 1%. But we still had to navigate through those questions. And I had to always point them back to to the cross. Like we're we're submitted to the cross, not to a person. Uh, We're submitted to the spirit of God in Pastor Jay and the excellent spirit that they carry. So I had to always point them back to the cross, but we also had to answer the hard questions. It was a difficult uh, period of transition from administrations, and a majority of African-Americans did not vote. Uh, They voted for Hillary Clinton. So having to walk them through what that looks like, and we stand on the side of kingdom. We don't stand on the side of a political party. We stand on the side of kingdom. So Right is right, wrong is wrong. And I had to navigate them through those things privately, one-on-one in situation. But Pastor Jay has always been open with any questions that I had, was willing to answer them. Any challenges that we face at the campus, he's always led by example. And we trusted the Spirit of God to lead us through those muddy waters. Like, we didn't try to walk through them ourselves. Fabulous. So talk about worship then. I mean, you know, when there have been uh, major racial flashpoints in this country in the last few years, uh, George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, all those things, you know, that everybody, you, you read about it, you talk about it, you think about it. What is that like, you know, in church proper? I mean, does do those flashpoints, guys, do they find their way to the pulpit or are they better addressed, you know, in uh, Bible study hour or coffee before and after? What, what's that look like in your church? Jay? Well, we've tried to be very open in, in addressing some of those issues. And, of course, uh, things were at such a heightened um, tension, amount of tension around the the incidences that you mentioned on Mount Arbery and George Floyd. And so, you know, we knew it wasn't something we could just ignore or try to sweep under the rug. We just had to create, uh, we had to create opportunities for, for there to be open dialogue about it. And what we did is we tried to just bring it into a prayer setting and say, look, this is happening. It's uncomfortable for all of us. I mean, I'll never forget on on a Wednesday night, uh, an African-American couple in our church who were deacons in our church who walked in. This was right after uh, the George Floyd incident, walked in on that Wednesday night. They're just, you know, heavy and and said to me, Pastor, this is so hard. Like, we're struggling so bad. And so we were able to just have conversations, you know, open conversations about all of that, and then really lead people to a place of prayer because that's where we feel like, you know, the greatest answers are going to come. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a, a challenging season, 
But what we've tried to model for people between our relationship, Derek and I, is that we're, we're very open with each other. We're, we're courageous in talking about things that maybe are uncomfortable. And uh, like you said earlier, we seek to understand more than we seek to be understood. We value the relationship more than we value being right. Mm-hmm. And so we put high priority on the relationship. And we've modeled that for people. And then we say, you know, in the larger setting, listen, it's safe to talk about this stuff. It's safe to share your feelings or your struggles, and we'll take it to the Lord together. We're going to pray together. We're going to, we're going to you know, go to the Lord together, mm-hmm. and, and we'll find the peace that can only come from Him. Yeah, and Derek, from your perspective, I mean, has it been safe for you? Or people kind of go, I'm, I can't bring this up. You know, I might talk to my family about this, but to talk to a white audience about this, um, it seems a little dicey. How's that work? So here's the thing. I think there is an opposing spirit to everything. There are people in this country that do not want re, uh, reconciliation. Yeah. That's just the truth. Yeah, yeah I agree. So, so everybody, I mean, let's be honest. Everybody yeah. does not want reconciliation. So for those who don't, it doesn't matter if Jesus came down himself. They would still be bitter. Mm-hmm. They would still yeah. be upset. Yeah. They would still find some. I mean, yeah. you know, it's that one person at Thanksgiving that no matter how good the food is, they're going to find one thing wrong. <laughs> like we have, we have those people. So yeah. I'm just going to be honest. So we can never appease anybody. We're not there to appease. Jesus came to bring a sword. And so sometimes that sword is divisive. It divides. And so when we're standing on the side of truth and righteousness, we are uh, covered together under the banner of the presence of God through worship. And what we strategically try to do in this season of our churches and lives is to keep the presence of God the priority, to make make sure Jesus is the center and to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because any time we seek to go our own way, we will always mess up the divinity of God, yep. the plan of God, mm-hmm. if we try to go our own way. So we've literally depended. Yes, has there been time our flesh rises up? Yes, is it time you see stuff happens on the news that you don't get upset? Absolutely. Each one of us, and it can be for our own kids. It's not just always about race. It's about injustice. And injustice is not just about a different color race. Injustice is, is just injustice. So our hearts cry out for injustice. And it might just happen to be a person of an opposite race who's facing injustice, but our soul should still cry out for the same thing. That's Derek Hawkins and Jay Stewart. Um, you guys, I have one question uh, to ask you as we close, but I'm going to have to ask you for a fast answer, which is really unfair. That I'm going to ask a question and tell you you have to answer it fast. Go. But, you know, this this is what it is in radio. <laughs> right. All right. I just want to hear something that you each one of you feel like you gained from that other person that you wouldn't have gained if you had chosen a different life path. Yeah, Jay? I feel like that uh, I have learned a greater appreciation for leveraging the differences for the sake of the kingdom of God. Not just tolerating differences, but leveraging mm-hmm. them for the advancement of the kingdom of God. There's so many things that are different about Derek Hawkins and they are about Jay Stewart, but I so value and appreciate those differences. That's good. Derek? I've learned humility. I've learned how to be a better husband, a better father, a better person. I've learned how to be a better shepherd, a better pastor, a better man because of Pastor Jay Stewart. He just isn't a white pastor that I've had a chance to do life with, but he's become a father that I get a chance to, mm. to get wisdom from. 
And so for me, it's never been about the color of his skin. It's always been about uh, the measure of his heart. Fabulous. Guys, I mean, yeah, thank you would, so it much. Were, would it were that this model yep. spread nation and worldwide? We really appreciate the work that you're doing and uh, love to grab onto those coattails and make it work wherever you guys go. Hey, man, thank you thank so you much. guys so much for the opportunity to be with you today. Yeah. Well, truly, the pleasure's been ours. Don't you love those guys? Sure do. That's, uh, Derek Hawkins and Jay Stewart. They're the authors of Welded, Forming Racial Bonds That Last. One hundred one point five W O R D. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes updates each Friday. You can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes updates mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com/slash. Subscribe. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year. With no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. This makes sense. Does what make sense? 
Leather car seats. So you got your fabric option. You got your leather option. Yeah. Now, I never had leather until I bought a used car about five years ago. It's got leather. Even more than that, it had leather in it. And so I lived with it for a while, and now the car, current car I have does not have leather. Yeah. So I ask you, John, do leather car seats make sense? I've never had a leather car seat myself. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine, like a leather couch, it softens and conforms to the body. So I would imagine it'd be a nice thing to have. So, yeah, I would think that would make sense. I just can imagine. Disagree, John. What? Ten Come out of on ten, now. Ten out of ten times. What are you saying? Why, you think it's too slippery? This is what it is. In the summer, yeah. it's really hot. That's why they have AC. Okay. It's hot. It's a little gross. Okay? Really? In the winter, it's freezing really? cold. I had no idea. Freezing cold. Huh. So I had a, a seat, like a heated seat thing, oh, yeah, sure. but nobody else does in the car. Oh, you know, you don't. So I got to be honest with you. After that, I think I had that car maybe three or four. You know that car that was always. Oh, my, that one. My Nissan Murano oh, oh, that was yeah. an absolute disaster. That was. Uh, Good riddance. I'm car. not. I'm not getting in again ever. Even if I had all the cash in the world, really? I'm not. I'm not having leather seats again because you know why? They don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. All right, well, you might have saved me some heartache later on down the line. Glad I could help. All right. Well, speaking of cold weather, does this make sense? The puffy down vest. Hmm. I mean, I see people wearing the little vest, and I'm thinking, well, that looks okay. That's a little fashion thing. But is that guy like, is he a manager at Lowe's? (laughs) Or what about his arms? It's 10 degrees out. Of course, your chest and your stomach and your back are okay. But aren't your arms cold? It doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. Now, some people, it might look good. That's the fashion sense of it all. But really, does the down vest have a place? Yes. What? The down vest is so placeful. It looks like you forgot to get dressed. It's so great because it's so much less bulky. You're keeping your torso warm. You're Mm. good. But when you're driving in your car, you're not overwhelmed by your coat. No, you feel slightly streamlined, yet still warm. I love the down puffer vest, John. Really? I think the down puffer vest, yes, totally makes sense. Well, I see it, and sometimes I think, maybe I'll get one of those. And then I think, no, I just want to stay warm all over. So from my perspective, the down vest doesn't make a lot of sense. Leather car seats, forget it. Now that the pumpkins are almost gone, do you know what time it is? It's time to talk turkey. At the Springhouse in 84, we really do like to enjoy one holiday at a time. But our customers are calling now to talk about Thanksgiving turkeys. For 20 years, we've been selling fresh turkeys raised by a friend who is a big turkey farmer who really knows how to raise turkeys. I grew up on a farm where we raised, dressed, and sold turkeys, and I do feel we know what a good turkey should look like. First of all, it should be fresh. That's when it's at its very best quality, not frozen. It should be meaty and broad-breasted, and it should be cleaned to perfection. We're really fussy about selling only the best at the Springhouse, and we do believe our turkeys are the best. Call 228-3339 now to order yours, and don't forget to order buns, casseroles, and most of all, pumpkin pies. Let us help you make your Thanksgiving really delicious. 
Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Embrace the chill at Laurelville Retreat Center, where groups of every size have come for over 75 years to refresh, reconnect, and renew amid 600 glorious acres of hiking trails, outdoor recreation, and spectacular views of the Laurel Highlands. Experience Laurelville's signature Christian hospitality, from dorm-style cabins and cottages to hotel-style lodging able to accommodate up to 400. Just 30 minutes from Hidden Valley and Seven Springs. Retreat your way at laurelville.org. Qualifying for Medicaid is complicated, and the timing of your application is critical. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. The biggest mistake? Not consulting with a qualified legal professional before you apply. There's a lot at stake, especially for those with a spouse staying at home. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we can help you navigate the Medicaid rules so you can properly protect some or all of your life savings from a long-term care crisis. Before you apply, contact Abernathy and Hagerman at a-h.law. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church, academy, and our neighborhoods. Information is available at pts.edu. You look at uh, Hollywood actors, and you know, you sort of divide it down into Pittsburgh Hollywood connection. I think, you know, sort of the definitive Pittsburgh Hollywood guy, for my money, is Michael Keaton. He's just, he reeks Pittsburgh, right? I mean, he's just like an every guy. Somebody that's very relatable, somebody's, you know, very kind, good, strong work ethic. Heck, I mean, he was Batman. I mean, that's, you know, that's super cool. On the opposite side of that coin, I would say the sort of, anti-Pittsburgh Hollywood star, but still a Hollywood star, is Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, quirky as the day is long, but a massive career. I mean, Jeff Goldblum's probably appeared in about, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 80 movies. Wow. It's a gigantic career. There is a great profile of Jeff Goldblum in the Wall Street Journal. The headline is kind of misleading. Why Jeff Goldblum eliminated caffeine from his diet. And that was like one, one second. One, it was, that was real. That's, it's a terrible headline. Right. So, so, yeah. So that's today's journal. And I read it. You read it. Yeah. I loved it. And I loved it, too. Why do you consider him like uh, the antihero to the. Uh, to the everyman Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Because he's quirky as the day is long. Yeah. I mean, he's not necessarily yeah, what you would right. say Pittsburgh. He is super, super quirky. Also, Michael Keaton gives off more of a blue-collar vibe, yeah. and Jeff Goldblum gives off a more white-collar vibe. Right. Now, Jeff Goldblum, in the article, they say he was born in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, could you narrow it down a little bit? Yeah. He was born, actually, in West Homestead. Right. Right? Lived in the Greenfield neighborhood of the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But just his mom, his dad was uh, chief of medicine at a hospital here in Pittsburgh. No kidding. Yeah. So obviously, a, a 
a really bright guy. And right. his movie choices, especially as he became an established actor, really, really interesting stuff. But the profile is kind of strange in that it shows like a daily routine of what uh, what it is to be Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. What struck you from it? Uh, the first thing that struck me is that he wakes up in the morning and practices the piano. Early. Early. 4.30 or 5 yeah. o'clock. It's like your husband. Yeah, it is. It's a lot like that. So he's a jazz pianist, if you're not familiar mm-hmm. with Jeff Goldblum's music. And he's played for a long, long, long time. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty serious uh, jazz. It's not... His music isn't my favorite. doesn't matter. I still love him. I absolutely love him. Um, And he's very, very good. And that's a part of his daily discipline. He also, I don't know how old he is. You have any idea? Uh, I think he's 78. Okay. He's he's got kids that are four and six. Right. Yeah. He says, Emil and I. He's 69. 69. Oh, I thought he was a decade later. Emil and I have a couple of kids who are six and four. They get up routinely. Because they go to bed at 7.15 or 7.30. They get up at 6.30-ish, and then we've got to fix them breakfast. By 7.15, I'm playing piano with my son. He takes a couple of lessons a week. By 7.45, they're out the door, but I like to get in a lot of work done before they get up. That's why he gets up so early right. to have that quiet time. Right. Now, okay, so when you look back at Jeff Goldblum, is there a favorite Jeff Goldblum uh, movie? Absolutely. Oh, tell me. Oh, Jurassic Park. Oh. Yes. I don't like I, that movie. That I movie, love. Like, listen, that's one of my, that my was my favorite. that was my dream come true. The, I what? love Jurassic Park. I I don't love, like that kind of yeah, movie. Well, you're, that's it's like an action too bad, adventure so movie. Sad for you. I love action adventure. I, it's like uh, Christy. Do you like Jurassic Park? Uh, I do like Jurassic Park. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Because what would be better than dinosaurs being alive and you being able to see? That's just epic. Cheesy. It's really super cheesy. It's not cheesy. I mean, it, it, he made his mark, right? How, how about The Fly? Uh, I like The Fly. Fabulous. The yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel. I never saw that. Oh. Well, he is. So Wes Anderson, yeah, the filmmaker, right. he's one of Wes Anderson's sort of like stock players. Sure. Part of the, you sure. know. Like part Holly, of the ensemble. Like Holly Hunter to the Coen Brothers. Exactly. Part of the ensemble, right? Um, oh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy, too. Oh, my gosh. It was, right. He was great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great. I, the first time I saw Jeff Goldblum. He was in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, what? What's that? That's What's another it? Jurassic Park thing? No, is that, another, is that another Jurassic Park thing? I mean, come on. Oh, my gosh. How about um, The Big Chill? I can't overstate the importance of that movie. I've never seen it. Oh, see? 1983 was the first time you see Jeff Goldblum on the big screen. And that was so the, in that? Mm-hmm. And it's a gathering of college um, friends who get together for the star, pretty much, of their college scene for his funeral. And it's a great movie. It's like, you know, a revisiting of old grudges, romances, addictions, weird stories. It's a terrific film, The Big Chill. Uh, um, I saw it maybe... Would it still stand up? I mean, it's got to be 30 years old. It was 1983. Yeah, okay. It's a little, but it, it still has good bones. Okay. Yeah, so it stands up, yeah. Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Jeff Never Goldblum. saw it. Uh, Thor. There's that Thor. Um I don't know. Uh, the weird thing about the whole uh, Jeff Goldblum article, and if you're a fan, I would highly recommend it, is his vitamin thing. Oh, right. So he takes his vitamins, and it's not like he's taken a couple, you know, no. that you buy at Sam's Club. They have to, like, dissolve in water. He's mixing it he with honey to, like, and throwing all kind of... But he seems like a vit. Like he said, oh, my, you know, someone said, you know, you need to try this and do this and the vitamin thing. That That's always odd to me. But people take vitamins? You don't take vitamins? 
I don't take a vitamin. What, what are you guys making faces at me? Like a Chris, do you take a vitamin? I take vitamins every day. Yeah. Really? You don't take vitamins? I haven't taken a vitamin ever. What? What am I taking a vitamin for? What are you talking about? I'm fine. Am I not healthy? Yeah. Okay. What do I need a vitamin for? I think I'm, I'm eating, a, you know, some decent food. and I'm getting enough and moving around. I don't, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Vitamin. Doesn't make sense. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.